it's kind of exciting because we're going to have to find new models, like new communities for the future for older age. And yes. I'm already thinking about that as well. And I've been talking to my other child-free friends about it. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so delighted for today's guest. I cannot wait to introduce you all to her. If you do not know her already, I'm so excited for you to meet her. Uh, today, we are speaking with Jess Ritter, who is a professional voiceover artist and has also worked as a journalist. She is the founder of a woman's interview project called What She Says. And I was so honored to be featured on this fantastic blog in which interviewees from around the world are asked the same six questions showcasing the different facets of female voices and stories. This project is currently in blog form, though may take shape as a podcast soon. And there have been a few video talks already in the past. So be sure to check it out. Uh, welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for being here. It's an honor to have you. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. Fabulous. So as guests on this podcast are those who typically do not have kids, how did you come to the decision not to have kids? For me, I'm not one of the women who always knew that she didn't want to have kids. I think as a child, I just thought that's the natural way of things. Like everybody just is going to eventually get married and have kids. Yes. I just thought that's how life uh, is going to turn out for everyone. And then um, later, I think already as a teenager and as a um, young adult, I thought I don't want to have kids and um, I don't want to get married. Um, I'm married now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I, I've just been someone who's always questioned things that yeah. were presented as a given, let's say like this. And also I wasn't particularly interested in kids like I I didn't have a basic and then um, eventually some of my friends started to have kids and I was excited for them but I didn't feel the urge at all to do the same and yeah. um, I did change my mind a lot and this is why I think it's so important also to talk about this because you constantly get questioned about it. You question it so much yourself, even if you don't feel the urge. And eventually that's just what everyone does. And yeah. I had this key moment with a friend because um, I was in a relationship and I was in my mid-30s and a friend of mine who was the same age had had a child and she asked me about how my partner and uh, me were thinking about having kids and I said like yeah of course we're thinking about it you know because I mean we're at this age and I said we're probably gonna get to it or something like that and she was like well you know uh, people shouldn't have children because they're getting to this age uh, one should have a child because they want to have a child and it's mm -hmm. a very simple sentence but actually it made me think do I actually want a child and the answer was more towards the no 
Like I couldn't really yeah. imagine my life with a child, but I just presumed because I was going towards a certain age, I should really get going. And then for a while I thought, oh, we should probably have at least one, you know, I was going back and forth on my decision. Um, yeah. It wasn't so easy. And then more friends started to have kids and eventually my partner and me thought everybody's doing it. Everybody is handling it somehow. So can we, like, we can probably, we're going to be capable and we can handle this. And I spoke to another friend and that was the second uh, key moment. And I told her, yeah, I think we're probably going to start trying for it because I mean, everybody is doing it. So we can probably also do it. And she was like, yeah, of course you can do it. Like you're going to be capable, but do you think it's going to make you happy? And it's another really simple question, but it also uh, struck a nerve with me because I was really thinking about it. Would this make me happy or am I spending too much time thinking about the question if I would be able to handle it, you know, more than if it would fulfill me, if it's something yeah. that actually is going to make me happy and is true to myself and then the more I thought about it the more I thought about what I would potentially have to give up in my life and then I had a let's say a little scare where I actually thought I could potentially be pregnant and that was the final moment where I realized oh my god I really don't want this like I suddenly felt this panic and I felt constricted and I thought about everything that would change in my life and all the things that I love like going traveling being spontaneous my freedom my freedom to go on spontaneous dinner dates or yes. I don't know just go on a weekend trip or even just my quiet moments in bed <laughs> drinking my coffee on the weekends and reading the news like yeah. And then I realized, like, I really, really don't want that. And luckily, my partner and me, we were completely on the same wavelength. And then eventually, when the decision was made for myself, I felt really relieved. Mm. Yeah. And that was that, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really struck by your story. I I love how it was these conversations with friends sort of reflecting back to you, like, is that really what you want? Will that make you happy? And I know that that was two distinct moments, probably am amongst like a lifetime of being asked, like, when are you going to have kids? Sort of those more typical questions with the assumption built in that you will one day have kids. But yeah, like, that is so cool. And unfortunately, maybe this isn't the case, but it seems so rare to have people reflect that back instead. Like That's true. But I also have to say that even my mom never pressured me about having kids. Yeah. Actually, my mom was always like, you've got to be able to stand on your own feet. She really wanted me to study and like do things with my life much more than actually, yeah, having kids. Wow. And then also, I have to say, I had spoken to some of my mom's friends um, that I was really close to, who told me that in the current climate, if they had to choose again today, they probably wouldn't have wow. kids these days. Yeah. Um, and they told me that they obviously they're really happy to have their kids and they never regretted having them, but... Mm -hmm. 
they also yeah they gave me a different perspective let's say wow. and yeah um, that's really cool so it was good yeah I think so too because usually a lot of the older generation uh, a lot of times for a lot of people from that generation it's completely normal for women to have kids and uh, the pressure often comes from that generation I feel yeah also. I, I on, agree on some people yeah right right yeah and I really resonate or relate to when you talked about when you did sort of finally make the decision not to have kids the relief that came with that and yeah, yeah. Did you I, have that too? I did. <laughs> yeah. I think when I was early 30s, when I was like, you know what? No, like I'm not going to, I don't think this is what I want. And then just sort of like, in a way, I made sense to myself in a way that I hadn't before. Like when I made that decision and all these things in my past sort of made sense. Like I did babysit, but I never enjoyed it. <laughs> it was very <laughs> stressful. <laughs> I can um, imagine. <laughs> I've always like I've held babies, but I'm like kind of afraid of hurting them and like things like this yeah. that I thought like I don't have that draw to babies or that quote unquote maternal instinct or whatever. And yeah, and, and it was just like, oh, okay, I don't have to, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's so important, I think. And also a lot of times I heard this sentence, yeah, you're never ready to have kids, so you should just do it. And I really don't think that's a good advice because first of all I think even if you do want kids there are better times in your life to have them than others you know and yeah. that's completely normal like with everything in life but also thinking about everything we're thinking about you know what we want to do professionally what uh, mm. I don't know we think ages about what sort of bed we're gonna buy for the living room you know oh my gosh <laughs> but, yes <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But with kids, it's just like, oh, you should just do it. Like, no, it's a human being. It's going to be in this world. And um, you better want to take care of it. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. My husband and I, well, him more so than me, I'm a bit more impulsive, but he will spend ages debating the and researching like the exact things we want. He wants to buy. And um, it used to sort of like, because I am more impulsive, it, I would get like a little impatient, but now I see like the value in it. And it's so funny that yeah. we can, it's so like normal to do that with like purchases and yet with having kids, which is so much more life-changing. There is yes. that school of thought that is just like, oh, you're, you'll never be ready. Just do it. Like you'll figure it out as you go, which yeah. I'm sure there is some truth to, but it shouldn't be something I, I don't think that should just be rushed into or just done for the sake of getting it yeah for, getting exactly on with it. I mean yeah yeah I I think you're right a, a part of it a part of you might never be ready for what's uh what's coming because you don't really know what's coming unless you do it but yeah. I think if uh there's a stronger tendency towards that you actually don't feel ready you should probably wait <laughs> until yeah. you do either feel ready or never feel ready and don't do it you know yeah I, that's my personal opinion absolutely yeah. and it's okay to never feel ready <laughs> there's nothing wrong exactly. with you exactly <laughs> so this topic of not having kids definitely I, I in my opinion and I'm curious to hear for you as well it definitely still feels like a taboo topic yeah that it's hard to speak openly about. 
I think interestingly in my, you know, having spoken up online, that was an easier avenue for me to talk about it than, you know, with like immediate friends and family, like people in my direct life, you know. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. And so I guess I'm curious, like, what do you think is the value of speaking up about being child free or not wanting to have kids? It's funny because I just told you my positive experience talking to people, but I also had some negative experiences. And um, particularly from one friend, I had one very negative reaction, um, almost insulting, but I actually don't want to repeat because I don't want to give it any more room, you know, but yeah, um, I was really surprised by her way of thinking about it. And I think still sometimes people seem to feel offended by my personal choice or I think that happens quite often I see it online as well when you read some comments and mm-hmm. it's it's very funny because like with everything in life there's obviously not one size fits all solution to anything and anyone you know but people just presume that all women <laughs> should want to have kids or that this should be what they want for themselves or a role they want to fulfill to be a mother. Yeah. And yeah, I spoke to a woman at a dinner party recently and she told me that she doesn't have children yet and that she's quite happy with her life right now. But she was at another dinner or something and someone said to her uh, something along the lines, a woman is not a real woman until she has kids course that's bullshit but it left a strong impression on her and I feel like no one should have kids because they feel pressured by society uh, into fulfilling a role you know because these women or women who are going to do that they're going to end up miserable and they're going to end up probably bad mothers or frustrated mothers and um, that's going to leave damage on the children's you know all these people who ban abortions or they never seem to think about any of that but I still feel there's a big stigma on um, women who choose to remain child-free by choice. And I mean, I feel now, like for me, this online community also was really important um, to discover that there are so many women out there or men also. And uh, Mm -hmm. this I found really important as well, who choose a child-free life. And I found all these great people uh, online who are leading really amazing lives and doing amazing things. And it just helped me to normalize this for myself as well. Um, Although I also have a big circle of friends who's child-free. Actually, a lot of my current friends also don't have children. So it's easy. Yeah. We hang out on the weekends. None of us has to organize childcare, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's nice. And it's totally normal for all of us. I think it's really important that we keep talking about it to help people to find community, especially for people who are still wondering whether to have kids or not because of societal pressure um, yeah. to find like-minded people that can help them see that their very personal choice can be right for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad that you were able to connect with that woman at that dinner party because 
my heart goes out to her for someone saying that to her. And I can see how like that statement to someone like you're not a real woman, you know, if it's to a woman, and I'm sure there's a, a, a version for, our, you know, those who identify as men too. Um, but unless you become a parent, like you're not the idealized version of your gender or whatever. It's dangling like an unknown in front of them that can only be realized if they take that path. And and there's no way to know otherwise. Um, and that's just such an impossible thing to like put on someone, you know, um, you might, Absolutely. you know, yeah. and it's, it is really damaging. It is really um, hard to be unaffected by, well, what? Am I am I missing out on something? Am I not my full potential because I'm not going this route? Yeah. And there's no way to know. I mean, exactly. I personally don't believe that that is true. I don't think that yeah. you have to be a parent to be the fullest version of yourself. I think that comes down to things like knowing yourself and living into your values or or doing things that you Absolutely. find fulfilling. And, and parenthood is just like one option. It's not the end all be all. But yeah, I'm... I'm guess I'm just struck by that and also just glad that you were there yeah. <laughs> for that person well, I don't I, I I don't know if I've been there for her but I mean in general for people like her yes um right this community should exist and um people should keep talking about um it's to show people that they do actually have a choice and um, that this choice exists because I I actually think that the younger generations now, they grow up totally aware that they do have the choice. Yeah. Or most of them. It also, of, of course, uh, depends on geographics, but because if you live in a country that has full access to social media, let's say, you probably are going to be able to connect with like-minded people and I mean I'm in my early 40s and I think we're probably kind of like the in-between generation that I think in our generation I don't know the numbers but there's a higher percentage of people who decided against having children yeah and I also think that in the future there's going to be much more people from younger generations and I also think it's kind of exciting because we're going to have to find new models, like new communities for the future for older age. And yes. I'm already thinking about that as well. And I've been talking to my other child-free friends about it. <laughs> and I keep saying like, oh, I'm like, we should think about where we are going to live and how we're going to do it. And that um, I have these ideas about us moving into a house or a flat or um, I mean, depending on finances in the future, like and right. get um, one or two people to look after all of us, you know, and support yes. each other or something like that. I mean, we'll see. But I think some of these models already exist like yeah. in other countries as well or these intergenerational houses I don't know if you have that in America you have it in Germany where mm. younger and older people live together in this um yeah houses or block of flats and um yeah are able to connect and help each other out yeah and learn from each other I think that is so exciting I don't know I just like you're saying I think that with this generation aging and the ones coming up after us 
and the increasing number of people choosing not to have kids, like it's going to be exciting to see what comes of this because we are going to have to get creative or create different models of what older age living looks like and community living looks like for those who don't have kids or, or even just like in general. And I, I know that it can be kind of scary because that comes up a lot. I think with people that I talk to in the community, like, but, but if I don't have kids, like what does old age look like? Not that kids are a fail safe that like you're going to be taken care of (laughs) because you have children, but (laughs) it does sort of somehow this question does come up a lot. And I just find it kind of exciting. I'm like, you know, we're gonna have to figure it out. And I think there's a lot of great ideas out there. Even if we don't have a ton of models right now that are up and running, there will be, at least that's my hope. Yeah, I think so too. And And I love that you and your friends are already talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in in the end of the day, I'm also really worried about the future in general. This is also part of why if I had children, I I wouldn't be able to think straight, I think, because of the current state of the world and like with pandemics and nuclear threats and climate change and the division that gets stronger and I don't know um yeah the risk of war and like the social gaps uh, that are getting bigger and bigger I mean none of us knows what the future is going to bring and also because people always say you're going to regret this or something in the future or what are you going to do my father passed away when I was quite young like over 20 years ago and that kind of ruined it for me to be able to think a lot about the future because I saw that your life can change in a second and I think I'm much more aware of it than most of my friends who haven't lost someone when they were younger and I never think this can't happen to me (laughs) you know I always think this can possibly happen to me that's my way of thinking So I don't know what the future is going to bring. And every choice excludes another choice. Mm. And that's just the way life goes. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up. I too lost my dad at a young age and it really ingrained in me also that like, I've always thought it interesting that people, I mean, I understand it, but I've never had that fear of old age because I've never been like, I'm going to live till I'm 80. I don't have that mindset. I'm more like my dad died when he was 46. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'm just going to make the most of the days that I have. And and maybe I live a little too, uh, like I said, I'm a bit impulsive and spontaneous. And I try to live in the now to some degree. I'm also an anxious person so that, you know, I'm never fully in the now. I'm thinking about other things. But um, (laughs) me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I think guess... that also counts with losing a parent at a young age. I think ah, that makes you more anxious. I really yeah, think that. that's true. Yeah. Cause you're always like, well, I should check up on this person because who knows, exactly. you know, but yeah, yeah. I've never been one to think like I'm going to live till I'm 80. It's more of a, I have to like make myself think, oh, I should prepare in case I do live to be old. Like it's more of yes, a, it's me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I only recently started to think to think more about it and about uh, yeah uh, all the things you should think about because 
now my mom passed away and so I saw all the things you have to do because when my father passed away my mom handled most of the admin and all the things that you have to take care of and this time my brother and me had to do it and um, that obviously made me think a lot about everything that I should prepare or you know uh, think yeah. about before uh, anything happens to me yeah right yeah and I am sorry for your losses thank you yeah but that's also a part because my mom was um she had Alzheimer's and mm. I wasn't a full-time caretaker but I obviously also took care of a lot of things and that was a big responsibility and I was yeah. actually really glad that I didn't have any children to look after because that's took a lot of time even just things like doing her tax return I don't know you know you have to do everything for her you start receiving all all her letters and posts and all the admin and obviously also making sure she gets good care and right. also emotionally if I had small children uh, then I would have probably disappeared <laughs> I mean the me you know the yes I wouldn't have been able to uh, look after myself enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to, to navigate yeah. just, just that alone. You didn't have kids, but you had other life responsibilities and you had other things going yeah. on and that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I admire the people who handle, who juggle all this at once, I have to say. Yeah. But, um, I'm for myself. I'm glad I didn't have to juggle more than that. Right. That was enough already. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of family and parents and having lost parents, like I'm curious, you know, there's often this idea that comes up also in this conversation of legacy. I guess your bloodline is often terms thought of as your legacy. And so I'm curious, what does legacy mean to you? Yeah, that's a very good question because obviously I've been thinking about that because I've been packing up uh, my mom's things with my brother. And it's a big thing when you have to pack up every because we don't have any grandparents anymore either. So uh, we packed up all our family belongings. And then I obviously started thinking about if I need certain things because also I don't have children who I could potentially give them to. And then eventually, I think I also, some things I didn't take them because I suddenly felt everything was really finite and I wouldn't need these things anymore, you know, because with me, everything was going to disappear. And and now I really regret this because I think I didn't value myself enough. I, some, I, mm. I suddenly had this really negative feeling about like everything ends with me and I don't know maybe I'm dead in 10 years you know and yeah and, but maybe I'm going to live another 50 years you know right. <laughs> and now I gave all these things away it's a bit it's a bit sad I struggle with it you know but yeah. um I don't know if that's conditioning <laughs> you know right. like unconscious conditioning that played a part in that I don't know or if it was just um let's say a personal matter but I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been thinking about that the line of my parents is going to end with me because my brother also is child free. So yeah. it kind of makes me sad. But then, for example, I didn't know my father's parents, my grandparents from that side because he had they were seven brothers and sisters and he was the youngest son. And yeah. um, by the time I was born both of them already passed away 
-hmm. So I've seen pictures of them and I heard some stories, but nevertheless, I don't have such a personal connection. Like I don't feel a very strong connection with them because I've never met them. Right. And if I had children, yeah, maybe I would have told them about them, but they wouldn't have any connection at all. So this kind of really helped me. And I also read this comment on the internet when someone was attacked for posting something about being um, happy to be child-free. And there was a mean comment saying like, yeah, no one's going to remember you after you die. And he said, but how many of you remember the great grandparents? Yeah. So I think this notion that your kids are your legacy or anything basically is your legacy is, is poetic. It's this beautiful idea. We have this legacy and that's going to help us. But I believe when we're dead, well, we're gone. So we don't know anything about it. Yeah. And even all the famous people, famous poets or famous singers, I think it's very beautiful that people remember them. But do they know that they are remembered? You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, no. In my opinion, no. Yeah, uh, although I'm I'm still uh, I have some spiritual beliefs, you know, but I don't know that. I mean, sometimes I feel a connection to my parents, so I can't say for sure that we don't connect in when we're gone. Like, yeah, I don't want to. Um, also, I don't want to take anything away from anyone regarding their beliefs. Yeah, but yeah, as I say, I if you look back to your great grandparents, a lot of us don't remember them. So probably within another generation let's say you might be forgotten even yeah. if you have kids you know right so <laughs> and to me your legacy is what the people that think about you um it doesn't have to be blood family you know family for me yeah. I have friends that feel like family yeah. and I think you're going to touch hopefully people's lives and they're going to remember you and that's also part of your legacy too yeah like how they going to feel about you is part of your legacy. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, you do? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. I think I think legacy is often, I guess, the way it's talked about, your legacy is it lives on after you, right? Like after you're gone. And it's almost like infinite the way I was thinking about it. But like, I don't think that that's real or true. I think that our legacy is almost more of a, I mean, this is just coming to me as we're talking. It's more of finite, like you're saying to those yeah. who actually knew you. Uh, so maybe it'll live on in their, your legacy lives on a little bit in their memories, but it's really how you made other people feel or how people remember you. And it's almost more of a living legacy. Like I think that, yeah, legacy is more about how we imprint on people, how they remember us than yeah anything and else. how we imprint on people while we are alive basically I think that that that's a good point yeah that you also just made like because like I'm more worried about how I'm affecting others during my lifetime um, yeah and that will probably automatically have an impact on my legacy because if you you know, treat people well during your lifetime, if you're kind, if you try to affect people's lives in a positive way, or if you make any sort of contributions to other people's lives or help them to improve their life, or, you know, that's partially your legacy. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a difficult question. I mean, this whole legacy thing, I think in the end is also about purpose. 
mm. if you're if you have a purpose and if you decide what matters for you yeah that's going to probably create a legacy yeah yeah absolutely does that make sense <laughs> it, it does like I, I think of art for some people art is a purpose and they create these yeah. masterpieces and and whatnot you know that's just like a very tangible example but um yeah I think that when people yeah. do figure out their purpose it's a legacy and they live it yeah you know but even with that I mean in my opinion after you're gone and even if you give this art you should be able to see how it affects people in your lifetime because if it only affects people after you're gone like a lot of artists actually happen yes. to them um they might not be able to see how um, their legacy impacted other people's lives. Which is actually kind of heartbreaking. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that th they didn't get to see their work appreciated or having the impact that I'm sure they hoped it would have. And the struggle that they must have felt, you know, putting all this work out there and, and it not being appreciated while they were alive, but then... Yeah, they never got to see it when it actually yeah. was. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legacy. It's such an interesting topic and one that seems to take up a lot of conversation sometimes. Like, what is your legacy? Or if you don't have kids, what legacy are you leaving? And I it's just interesting because yeah. it's so ambiguous. It does. And especially I have to say it again, like in the current state of the world because you don't know the life we or they are going to have in even 50 years time yeah legacy might not be the problem then anymore you know we don't know um what's going to happen in True. the world yeah um, absolutely you may have touched on this a little bit but what do you hope your legacy will be as we continue this very ambiguous conversation of legacy <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it is it is a good question. I mean, I, I really do hope that I am already able to touch some people's lives. And yeah. um, I listened to this podcast about dementia because my mom had Alzheimer's. And what was being said was that people with dementia don't remember things or don't remember names or don't remember a lot of things when they are face-to-face -to, -face to a person, but yeah. they will always remember how the person made them feel. Mm. And I think this is so true in general, in life. A lot of times you remember how people make you feel. And yeah. so I'm, I am generally trying to make people feel good about themselves, not as a people pleaser, but in a way that I'm friendly in the supermarket, I'm friendly to the waitress, like I'm friendly to the bus driver. You know, I'm always trying to be in general friendly because <laughs> this can affect another person's day-to-day -day life you know we all yeah. have had days where we step out and someone started I mean I live in Berlin where people randomly shout at each other sometimes you know so is this can really have a negative <laughs> effect or impact on your day and then your day carries on and then something else happens and the whole day ends up being shit and then some suddenly someone is really friendly and really kind to you and that can really make your day better I'm yeah. obviously not always constantly kind and friendly but I'm trying to be and I'm generally trying to make people feel good about themselves I love cheering on other women you know and yeah. I 
generally try to lift other people up and yeah it's the little things I'm just I think we all should try to contribute in the small ways that we can to make this world a slightly better nicer place and not all of us are going to make massive change so we should all at least strive to contribute in little ways I think regardless of having children or not <laughs> yes yeah yeah I I love that and I do think like it is the simplest seemingly simplest thing to say hello or to be friendly and and this is coming from someone who is like I have social anxiety it's effort for me sometimes I feel like I'm interrupting someone if I'm like hey you know like walking down yeah. the street so I like overthink everything but the impact it has on me when someone gives me like a genuine hello and smile like it is so real. It is so touching. And it does stick with me that day. Um, so yeah. I love that this is what you do. And uh, just like hearing you, I'm inspired to also try harder to be like friendly and hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. You're having a real time impact on me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> But also, you know, I think that sets up so beautifully to also talk about um, what you've created with the What She Says blog, which has also really impacted me and which I think is oh. also shows how you really do live into lifting other people up um, because this blog is dedicated to showcasing women. And so I'm curious, how did how did the blog come to be? Yeah. I had different blogs and personal projects, let's say before, but uh, I, <laughs> you've answered the question. And just to say, um, the questions are actually very simple. Um, it's like, what's the best thing that happened to you in the past 12 months? What's the worst thing? And uh, more to follow. But I kind of did a little video for New Year's Eve once where I asked people around me three questions like these two questions that I just mentioned and then I think what's your biggest wish for next year mm. and people found these questions so hard but we also really really wanted to answer them and yes. um, I edited it into a nice little video and then I was thinking oh I should do this every year because it makes people reflect but then also I always felt really strong about yeah, about female empowerment and about, um, as I just said, I, I love lifting other women up and I love to cheer on my female friends. I mean, my friends in general, but yeah, I because women are still doubting themselves much more than men, I think. And I've grown up in a time like in the 90s where women were still kind of plotted against each other and were sometimes very critical of other women and I think that changed around a decade later and it really struck a chord with me because I really like supporting other women and I don't think you know I think these days it's much more normal that women support each other but I'm from this generation where we had to still break this kind of curse of women being plotted against each other and yeah. um being put into competition and so I wanted to do something to go against this and um, lift other women up and kind of help also share experiences kind of 
feature great women, showcase their talents and also give them the opportunity to say something about themselves and give them space and mm. also share these experiences. And also, I really didn't want to do it only in Germany. So I've been trying to feature women from all over the world um, yeah. because I also wanted to show that we can be really different and live in different cultures and and do different things, but still share similarities or go through the same things. And we can connect in that way, let's say. And also it can help us to shift perspectives, which I love doing. I love to look at things from a different perspective because we always get stuck in our perspective. Yes. And that's sometimes very small. And so experiences from other women can help us to look at things from a different angle. And I love that. And also, I have to say, even myself, I read this interview. It was early on. There was another woman whose mom had dementia. And suddenly I felt less alone. And I, yes. uh, it's different because I've already been writing to her. But in that way, we could connect. And I'm kind of still hoping to build a bit more of a community where eventually people can also connect. Yeah. Yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for the work that you do. I think it's incredible and it's powerful. Thank you. Yeah. I have, so, I have neglected it. I have neglected If anyone goes onto it now, I have neglected it because my mom passed away. So I've been a bit um, low with my energy these past months. So um, now I feel a bit better already so I'm going to get going again and hopefully also yeah I did some video talks and in the future I want to do more of a podcast with it amazing that will be yeah. so cool to hear yeah I'm excited yeah and you're hopefully going to be on it <laughs> <laughs> well I would be honored <laughs> great I'll take you up on that well thank you yeah as we're getting to the end like is there a message you'd like to leave with the listeners as we wrap up? Yeah, maybe if you're hesitating still or if you're if you're still questioning yourself in regards to having kids or not, just stay true to yourself. Like I really want women to stay true to themselves and not try to please anyone because it's your life and you live it for yourself. And yeah. With everything in life, I think it's always yourself first. You have to look after yourself first and then after someone else. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. women are expected to just give birth. But if, 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 if you think that's not what you want to do, then listen to yourself. Because yeah. that's much more important than what anyone else thinks. You've got to stay true to yourself and you do have a choice. Yes. And you will be able to find community and to connect with like-minded people. And I think that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. That would probably be my message. <laughs> well said. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Yes. So how can people connect with you after hearing this and find the blog as well? Where should they go to look for these things? The blog is what she says project.com and um there they can connect. There's an email address or contact form. And then the Instagram handle is at underscore what she says. 
And also my personal Instagram is uh, at jess.bridger. Perfect. And I will put those all in the show notes so people can go there and click right over. Perfect. Thank you so much. I have, as always, enjoyed getting to speak with you. It has a true honor. Um, I think you're incredible. So thank you for taking the time thank to you. be on thank the podcast. You. I've really enjoyed <laughs> speaking to you and it's been an honor to be on here. Thank you so oh, much. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. This is how we reach more people. And in doing so, that's how we break the stigma. I would really appreciate your support in that and helping this podcast reach more listeners. And if you're someone who is struggling with any aspect of your child-free life, head over to my website and book your free clarity call. We'll talk about how you can start living your best child-free life with intention and purpose today.